Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. And welcome to Domain Masters this week. I'm Jonathan Frakes. I am filling in for Monty Khan, who is unfortunately unable to be on the show today, but... Uh, we have something fantastic for you, a real veteran in the search engine space, uh, uh, conference speaker and trainer on search engine strategy, Mr. Rob Garner, right after the break here on Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. And so we have a, a very exciting show. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, all kinds of topics, including uh, you know why domains are valuable for search engine strategy for companies. Um, we touch on new top-level domains and even give some uh, free advice uh, for people wanting to turn up their game on uh, search engine uh, optimization and search engine marketing. A lot of uh, great things going on uh, this week. There's uh, a uh, conclusion uh, to the silent auction. Uh, it's still a slight opportunity to get on board and, and make some bids for some of the domains from the Internet Expo auction. And then uh, uh, coming up, getting your names onto the Traffic New York auction, where Moniker will be the premium uh, auctioneer. If you go to marketplace.moniker.com, you'll be able to uh, review, uh, buy, and list your inventory. Uh, so go ahead and get on there and, and do that. You'll be able to see some of our results. And I am privileged, after the break, to come back with Rob Garner, from iCrossing. And uh, before we go into the break, I do want to pay my respects to uh, Mr. Bernie Mack, who we unfortunately lost uh, uh, just recently. And, uh, you know, he's uh, definitely going to be missed. Great, uh, great comedian and uh, wonderful uh, person. All right. Thank you very much. And we'll be right back after the break on Domain Masters, where you can be the master of your domain. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Jeez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program. And it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts. Because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit TaxBrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. TaxBrain.com, America's online tax service. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over. 
more, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R.com. More than a name. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. It's time to start jamming and spamming with the founding fathers of SEO. Rock rock to the next generation of search engine optimization 3.0. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO and give you free expert advice with their weekly site clinic. SEO Rockstars, Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, back to Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes! <laughs> master of my domain. Here's your host. And welcome back from the break. I'm Jonathan Frakes, your guest host, uh, filling in for Monty Khan here on Domain Masters, here on webmasterradio.fm, where you can be the master of your domain. And it is my uh, privilege uh, and honor to speak with a friend, uh, Rob Garner, uh, who is uh, the strategy director for iCrossing. And uh, in his day job, he focuses on search engine marketing uh, channel strategies for both clients uh, and also uh, works on iCrossing's corporate strategy. Uh, they've, they've made quite a shift from SEO, and now they're kind of a full-service interactive marketing firm. And his background touches on SEO, paid search media, social media, research, and domain strategy. Uh, he looks at domain from an online marketing perspective and makes recommendations to his client, which include 10% of the Fortune 500. He's been actively monitoring the domain space since 1997 and was one of the first search marketers to speak about domain names from a marketing perspective uh, in 2004. And for the most part, uh, SEMs are very uh, surprised to realize they were fueling the secondary domain market as well as parked pages. Uh, and uh, Rob, uh, I, I'll, I'll speak, uh, you know, from personal experience, Rob gave a, a one-hour presentation at the first Domain Roundtable, which uh, I was really grateful for because I, I had uh, executive produced that. And that's where I first met Rob myself. Uh, and he's spoken since then at the VeriSign Executive Registrar Conference in Dulles and has been uh, doing presentations at Search Engine Strategies, AdTech, Webmaster World, and for uh, the DFWSEM uh, Association for Dallas-Fort Worth area. And now, Rob, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, appreciate it. Good to talk and, to you again. 
Yeah, it's good to talk to you again. And, uh, you know, I still uh, remember that uh, there was quite a few people that really uh, enjoyed your, your presentation back way back now uh, in 2005 at the, uh, the inaugural Domain Roundtable Conference. And so I really appreciated meeting you through that. And now at the time you were working for agency.com before you shifted over to iCrossing. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that work? Sure. Um, at agency.com, I was uh, in, a, in a similar role um, working as a search strategist and actually had uh, the privilege to look at search from um, a number of different vantage points. And just to give a little bit of background on agency.com, um, agency.com was a full-service interactive agency and uh, specializing mainly in web development design and uh, um, as well as online media, which included paid search and, and display. So I actually got to touch um, all of those areas, including display, uh, paid search, natural search. You know, I work directly with the design teams, but I also work with the media team. So I got a really, uh, you know, interesting view of the entire search process uh, in, in that uh, at agency.com. And I think it's helped, uh, you know, form a lot of uh, my strategies that I, that I use today. Well, you know, one, one of the things that attracted me to you as a speaker was, my God, that company gets it. Look at their domain name. I mean, agency.com. No, no question about it doesn't get better does. than that. So now you're at iCrossing, and, you know, tell me a little bit about iCrossing and, and what you're doing there. Yeah, so with iCrossing, I'm a strategy director, and I actually work um, on overall strategies for our clients um, in a number of different areas. Um, you know, iCrossing has actually uh, made something of a shift from uh, pure natural search uh, agency to uh, full-service interactive agency. So now, in addition to natural search, we have offerings in uh, paid search, analytics, um, creative display, web development, design, et cetera, et cetera. So a number of these different areas. And um, I'd say that, you know, the, the main thread um, within all this is that we use search. You know, we believe search is truly at our core, and we um, use search to inform every part of the process. So, and we look at it, you know, not just from a, from a you know, a quantitative aspect from an ROI, ROI perspective, but also, um, you know, in terms of experiential type content and forming creative, um, informing other types of, uh, you know, all of our all of our different uh, campaigns and processes. So it's really, truly uh, something that, you know, search is, is soaked up in our overall process and offering. And, and you're uh, also a regular contributor to the Search Insider column on MediaPost. Yes, uh, Media Post Search Insider. So that's a, uh, it's actually a daily uh, email newsletter. Um, I, sh- I share that with many other columnists, uh, Gord Hoshkiss and Aaron Goldman and David Berkowitz, among many others, and uh, great writers. And uh, my column comes out every two weeks, once every two weeks. I've been doing that for about two years now. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that I really appreciate about you is you really you give back to uh, to the industry. Um, and, and you speak from a good position on understanding and depth of knowledge on domain names, which I think translates really well into a strength in, in what you do. I'm, I'm sure iCrossing is just blessed to have you there, and you, you're probably a key contributor. Well, you know, I, I wanted to ask you a bit about, um, you know, your re- you, you recognize, I mean, you're a guy I see walking around with a light bulb on over your head. I mean, you, you recognized really early about the impact domains would have on Internet marketing and the success of campaigns. Can you talk just a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, as, as sort of an overarching thing, you know, I like to say that um, in, in a lot of ways, you know, domains tie everything together that we do everything, on, you know, the, what we do online uh, in, in so many different ways. And, 
you know, I guess early on, I actually started in the mid-90s. I became interested, obviously, like everybody else, getting online. And I found that, uh, you know, found domains fascinating, not just as a location, um, but also there, I do think there's a search aspect to domains, particularly really high-quality generic type-in domains. There's people who will type in with a curiosity, and that actually lends itself a lot to search behavior, um, different types of search behaviors. So I've actually made, you know, I started looking at, at um, keywords and domains early on, but really made the transition to search full-on some, I guess, uh, nine or ten years ago. But, uh, you know, along the way, I've been sort of a, a big fan of domains and looking from the marketing perspective, you know, whether it's um, seeing how they tie in at the, the, the natural search level. There's, there's a lot of things in terms of, um, you know, how search algorithms uh, value a site in terms of authority and age and so many other factors that's really baked into the URL. At the end of the day, it comes back to the URL, and there's so much equity established there. And then on the, on the flip side of that, uh, from the, the PPC side, you know, you have just pure type-in, which, um, which lends itself to, to you know, a traffic-producing asset. You know, it's something that has value from, uh, from an ad, uh, you know, what you would be willing to pay for a click, um, and also an ROI return simply on type-in traffic. So there's definitely a lot of correlations between uh, domain, you know, domain marketing, if you will, and, and search marketing. Well, so so from a search standpoint, uh, you know how do how do domains impact both sides of it? You know, the paid search and also the natural search. I mean, talk. Can you talk a little bit about the natural search and maybe about the paid search? Yeah, I mean, a couple of different couple of different ways for natural to start with. Um, you know, again, um, a domain is like a serial number in the search engines for your your history and um, basically how well you're going to perform. Meaning. You know, any application of valuable links is applied to a URL, whether it's the domain or um, a deeper deeper link. Um, and again, that that um, that value is attributed to the domain um, at that level. And so you build up history, you build up uh, there are things. You know, a domain that's that's been live and aged. Again, not just aged, but online for some time bears a greater weight. Um, and there's just a lot of different factors, uh, many different factors that the engines are looking at from just a pure domain pers- perspective. And, um, you know, I'd encourage the listeners to go look up the, um, the Google algorithm patent. Um, I think it became public in about 2005. And while it doesn't, you know, it's not um, patents are, are indicators of things that engines might be doing. It doesn't mean that they're, they're, you know, doing those exact things, but it's a good idea of the way they're thinking about it. And there's, there's many different aspects of, uh, of search that are tied directly to the domain that are listed in that patent. And then... Um, you know, again, from the from the paid side, it uh, really relates a lot to to driving traffic. You know, you can look uh, compare many things from your paid search campaigns in terms of you know what are you paying for a keyword or a bucket of keywords around a theme to establish a value of a click. I mean, this is obviously used in a lot of domain valuations as the basis of evaluation. And um, you know, again, I, I think one of the areas that uh, um, you know search engine marketers have gone much farther ahead on is obviously in, in measurement of ROI. It's largely viewed, search as a whole is largely viewed as a direct response medium. So most advertisers are, um, you know, expecting the channel to produce, you know, um, positive ROI. In other words, they're not not advertising as a branding, you know, channel. They're not just trying to get awareness out there. They're looking for, um, you know, a a specific return. And I think that um, there's, I haven't seen as much of that type of analysis on domain traffic. My suspicion is is that that's a pretty, you know, heavily untapped area for for domains in terms of their value as as traffic assets, um, 
uh, to an end user, to, you know, to what a company um, might want to do with a domain in terms of uh, building up, you know, essentially that. Tra- I've said that several times, but a traffic asset, something that's going to um, return traffic over and over rather than just, you know, pay for the click and it's gone. Well, have you ever tested some type in domains to, to kind of quantify that or, or um, you know, look at what that, uh, what that really represents? Yeah, I, I have. Um, you know, I actually spent some time on the client side in online retail, and, you know, I tested a few things, both trademark and uh, generic, and definitely, um, you know, there was return in terms of what you'd be willing to spend for a brand or generic keyword. Again, you know, what is the volume of the traffic times the amount you're willing to pay for that click based on the eventual return, um, and then definitely on the conversion. You know, the second value, again, is how much is that domain going to produce in terms of revenue. And it's definitely positive, and, it, and, and for me, it worked. Well, here's, here's uh, a question that's off the reservation. Do you think that a, uh, you know, a savvy brand, a savvy trademark could benefit from tasting uh, domains uh, to determine if there's organic traffic on variants of its name? <laughs> um, tasting its own brand name, that's, that's an interesting concept. Um, I definitely have been a, been a huge advocate, and I've spoken at, at a number of conferences about you know, brands picking up their typo domains. Um, definitely, you know, you have um, – there's always different perceptions. Just like in search, you know, you have perceptions of your brand or perceptions of a service offering, and there's the, the way you position it as a company, and then there's the way the rest of the world perceives it, and they go and take actions in search. They search for different words, or they'll even type in a domain. So, you know, the most common things, again, you have, you have common typo variations of a brand, but you might also have people who are tacking on, um, let's say, your, you know, your common uh, your service offering to the end of the name and typing it in. And um, we see time and time again with our search campaigns that brand is the, uh, is, you know, the highest referring and has the highest ROI um, of all terms, and that's, that's pretty common. I think most search engine marketers will agree with that. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, not one to take that for granted. I've, I've seen uh, enough studies um, and enough research showing click-through behavior, and you sometimes have attrition. If you're not there to help with the navigational aspects or be visible in search, then you provide more of an opportunity for, um, for that person to go somewhere else. And, you know, when you're thinking that they might, when there's the situation where they might actually be willing to take an action, make a purchase, um, and there's even that gap for them to go somewhere else, well, you potentially lose revenue. Understood. Well, um, you know, so tell me a little bit about your day-to-day work. I mean, what are some of the strategies for using domains that you apply at iCrossing? I focus a lot on actually trying to keep, uh, maintain our client. Most of our clients actually at this point have had, you know, anywhere from eight to ten years online. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about, there's always the, the, the question, you know, should we switch maybe to another domain? Um, it could be something, and of course with the new, uh, you know, Vanity GTLDs coming out, this is a big question that's on, uh, or that's being circulated around a lot of uh, marketing discussions. You know, should we change to a uh, our existing .dot com presence to a to a Vanity TLD? And I, you know, will give the same response that I would to any other domain change. And that's that's you know, maintain the search equity in your existing domain name because of those authority factors, the age factors, the age of links. Again, these are all baked in, and it's not always a seamless transition. I would say it's. Uh, you're more likely to lose if you move to a new domain when you have this established equity into your uh, into your domain. So there's a lot. So I, we, we talk a lot about you know maintaining the domain from a tech perspective, but also you know managing. Um, um, I guess to hit, throw out a big uh, you know ten dollar word here canonicalization issues. You know how do you keep 
all of your different uh, and coordinate all of your different marketing efforts into this one domain. So there's a lot, a lot going on, and again, it ties back to that value you're getting from from natural search at that level. Well, I, I definitely want to touch a little bit more on the, um, the new top level domains during our conversation. Now, tell me a little bit about you know maybe some of the not so large sites. I mean, what what kind of strategies are you seeing work? Well, um, you know, if you have let's say a, a generic you know, a generic keyword. I do know that I see this quite a bit. Um, is a matching? It's a very strong signal to have a matching uh, keyword appear in search, and I've seen it work pretty well with um, you know small sites with a little bit of content, even some you know one and two page sites with an exact match um, to the keyword in the domain. And um, again, that's something I've seen um, repeatedly as I've reviewed many you know many thousands of, of listings. Um, Maybe many. I, I lost track of how many I've reviewed, but I do that a lot to see what uh, um, what's ranking well. And so I think that that's that's a strong signal that um, you know a, a small um, or mid-sized business might be able to take advantage of is is if you have those generic names that match uh, a search frequency that you know that's that's heavily searched, you could probably get a, a pretty nice lift out of that by building a site on it. Um, so that would be one of the main main things that I would I would point out about that is those exact those exact keyword patches. So you're saying that, you know, within the web page that there be, uh, let's say you've got a keyword-rich uh, domain name, maybe two, three words. You're saying just have those two, three words appear, you know, once or twice in the page that, that uh, is the initial page? Sure. I mean, if you have, let's say you have the domain, you know, OrlandoVacationHomes.com, for example, well, that's going to be a very strong signal for the obvious term Orlando Vacation Homes, which you know, you look at the value of that from a, uh, a paid perspective. There's that's a that's probably a pretty competitive term. Um, I've I've worked on those type of campaigns in the past, and I know that, that that's you know you might spend two to five bucks a click, and if it's highly searched, then you can uh, you know could possibly expect I don't know a few hundred, maybe thousands of uh, of, of clicks from all the search engines out there on that one term. But uh, you know, again, that that generic .com or generic domain. Mainly, I've seen it with .coms, but a generic dot com around a specific uh, term is a very strong signal. I wouldn't take it, you know, if you're going, and I would say one thing to uh, to people who are going out and buying based on that alone is, you know, keep in mind that search algorithms are changing all the time. I'm speaking of something that I've seen pretty consistently over the past few years. I, th- I still think it's a pretty strong signal and, and will be in the near future, but, but do keep in mind that, you know, algorithms are changing all the time, and you never can guarantee these types of things. You never know when something else is going to come along, but again, um, you know, I've seen it in the, uh, in the short history of search engines, that that has been a very strong signal. Sounds like your lawyer got you before you came on the air. Well, no, you know, I know <laughs> I, I, I do recognize the fact <laughs> that uh, there's though. a lot of practical. folks that are, you know, spending a lot of money on these names, and I, I see some of the, the ways people, you know, evaluate or, or even the, prop, the way they proposition a name, and it's just, you know, you've got to keep this in mind as you're, as you're looking at this from, from that perspective. If that's your sole reason for buying the name, I would be very careful about that. Well, and and so let's let's talk, you know, a couple other things about what to look for when you're considering a domain purchase. I mean, how do you determine ROI for a domain purchase? Yeah, um, right. you know, you can set up tracking. I mean, it's sometimes it's as simple as just taking the referrer of the domain. You can point it, take the referrer, and um, if you have a you know a strong analytics tool, then you can track um, track through to you know whatever you define your conversion as. So um, this is where it gets a, a bit tricky, definitely gets a bit tricky, is because um, it becomes a bit more subjective to each individual um, company or marketer because they all have, most have different ways of measuring a lead or measuring a conversion 
there's just so many dynamics to their business that uh, you can't really objectively say, you know, how how much that that domain is going to generate. But if you do, again, tie it to analytics, you track it to the site, and maybe let's say you're testing it, and somebody says that, um, you know, uh, a lead is worth $25 to them, you can track, of course, attribute that value, $25 per lead, to the traffic coming from the domain. If there are multiple actions, which most sites and companies do have multiple actions going on in, in as part of their business, then, uh, you know, you need to look at uh, the, the full aspect, just as you would in a search campaign, in terms of tagging that name, tagging the referring string, and tying that to an end action. But no matter what, from a branding perspective, domains do have an impact, you'd say. I think so. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I, I think that in a lot of ways, whether, whether it's in search, you know, I'm thinking, first off, there's uh, branding and trust. You know, you could be advertising your URL. I think that there's, um, there's a lot said in the, in the quality of the URL you have, the extension. Um, and I'm not saying necessarily it has to be keyword-based or it has to be brand-based, but definitely there's certain aspects there. Um, and, you know, I guess I'm actually very curious about this. I, you know, as much as uh, we have you know, writing and search, I, I haven't seen a major study um, on the impact of uh, click-through of domains, you know, the different types of domains. I, I'd be interested to see what that looks like. I might get with the research department on that. But, uh, well, there, there's you know, as you look at a, a natural search result uh, or with a paid result, um, you know, there's certainly, there's certainly some influence there. And we, we do actually see on the paid side, you know, we've known uh, things such as capitalizing keywords and domains can, can increase click-through rates as well in addition to the title and keywords in the description. So, um, you know, definitely that uh, there, there's a branding aspect to that. Well, and I didn't mean to cut you off earlier. There's, there is one study that I see float into a lot of folks' presentations at the various conferences, like uh, the Roundtable and, and Traffic and Domain Fest, is uh, you know, the comparison of direct navigation to just, you know, sort of purchased uh, terms and search terms. And, you know, it shows as much as a four times as high conversion rate um, to, you know, just simply search engine marketing. So, I, uh, you know, there, there seems to be some value there as well. Um, you know, I think so. I think that that's, that's uh, another very interesting aspect. I mean, you're not, you're not given a choice of links to click on. You're taken directly to, you know, it, it, provided that, a, that, a, that a, a domain and direct navigation is pointed to a highly, you know, relevant page. If you're really understanding the intent of why somebody is typing in that domain, and matching it with, you know, content, whether it's a specific product, make sure you sell that product and point them directly to that page, or, you know, again, whatever the, the application is, it really comes back to a search principle, and that's relevancy. The more relevant the, uh, the, the landing page, I think the higher the conversion you're going to have, and I certainly um, I could see those types of, uh, that type of performance coming out of a direct, uh, direct domain. Well, okay. Now let's let's talk a little bit about uh, domain purchase. So, when you're considering a domain purchase, I mean, what what is there? What are the factors to look for? What what are you? What are the ways to really analyze and, and make a smart decision when you're doing a domain purchase? Well, I, I think um, you know the, the fundamental aspect, and I know a lot of a lot of sales go down this way is is through you know what is the cost per click? What are people willing to pay for that in the major engines? Um, you can either get that by looking at some of the search tools that are out there that will give you sort of an estimate of cost per click. Or if you're you know, on the marketing side and have your search campaigns to draw from, you know what you're willing to pay for a click based on the history of your campaign and how well a particular keyword performs. So you have sort of a market price established. Um, I think that's, that's obviously a fundamental benchmark, but then you want to um, you know, extrapolate that to the volume uh, of the traffic coming from a type-in name. And I think you know, looking at it from a... Yeah, 
I'm a little bit wary of uh, maybe looking back a month or a few, you know, a few days. I think uh, a solid long-term way of looking at it would be looking, you know, looking a year in terms of history. That way, you have um, all the seasonal aspects covered, and if you if you're lucky enough, can you get it back to two years? So I think that's a solid way to find out, you know, what the, the average traffic is on a type in domain. You know, multiplied times that average cost per click. So you have a, a basis in search as evaluation for the name. Now, for the long term, you might want to look at that, um, you know, out to, I know multiples, eight, ten years may be common, but um, so you would have to, you know, figure out what the, makes the most sense from that perspective on, because, you know, obviously if you're generating X amount of value per year and you're looking at the long term, then it may be worth a little bit more. So um, I think that's, that's a key aspect. Um, and return on investment, I think, is another, you know, if, if you're able to find those things out, I think it's easier for, um, for, a, for a buyer to quantify what they're willing to pay. It kind of can make total sense. What, uh, you know, a price that might seem high to start with where the ROI is proven or has higher multiples, you know, really puts it in perspective very quickly. So I think that those are some basis. Um, you know, obviously the, um, the rarity of uh, .com, uh, you know, being the, the big TLD brand, I think, I don't think many people will argue with that, uh, you know, is going to have an impact uh, versus other TLDs. Um, again, that generic keyword aspect, does it match a keyword that's frequently searched in search engines? Does it have that search frequency, I think, is another um, a good way of measuring value. And sometimes even brandability. You know, I think um, in a lot of cases, brandability. It might not have a lot of traffic. It might be not, not be driving direct response, but you have this, you know, this rarity aspect to certain names that it's, um, I think are, um, are very, very intriguing and certainly much harder to, to establish a price on, but um, there, there is a brand value there. Oh, totally. Who's heard of a Wikipedia, you know, uh, you know four or five years ago? That they created and all the value on that they name, I think, so definitely. Yeah. But they definitely, you know, there's some brandability, the, the, you know, the phonetic aspect of it, et cetera. Well, okay, now you touched a little bit on this, and this is a subject that's really near and dear in my heart, uh, is these new vanity TLDs. So, you know, switching gears a little, as an Internet marketer who works with a lot of large corporations, you know, a lot of Fortune 500 you know, companies, what are your thoughts on the new top-level domain rounds coming up? Well, I think, you know, from, from a search perspective, again, um, we've been, you know, talking to, to our clients about not rushing out and, you know, and relocating your presence on a, on a vanity um, TLD, mainly because a lot of the same issues that um, arise from moving, you know, from any domain, whether you're moving from your brand.com to, uh, to something else, you know, just a new domain entirely, that you lose that uh, some of that search equity, and it's a bit of a challenge to transition that. So you're going to have the same types of challenges if you're moving from a vanity TLD. Um, beyond that, I think um, it's the, going to be really interesting. Part, you know, are I you think it, that it's overall like, uh, it's going to reinforce uh, .com as a brand, and uh, uh, mainly because you know the potential is so great for for so many different variations. Obviously, you have you have .dot anything, and um, from you know the branding challenge there, of course, is uh, is how you get. Your, your target customer to understand in, in the initial, in the onset of this, how do you understand that it is a real domain? Um, it's going to be hard for a lot to, to, uh, to understand that. I, I think that um, there's a little bit of confusion even still with .mobi and .jobs, .museum. I think if you ask, ask the average Internet user, you know, did they know .museum was a, was a generic top-level domain, they'd say no. They, they would have no idea. Um, so I think that there's, there's a branding challenge there as well. I think that um, some companies will probably take the novelty of it and do something, you know, do some really interesting things, and probably uh, probably win pretty big from it. 
But uh, for most, I think it's going to be a challenge if they move to it to, to rebrand. It may take quite a bit of time for the general public and their customers to get used to that. I also think maybe you know media companies might be at more of an advantage because they have they'll be able to advertise that and get their their um, their targets more accustomed to to a vanity URL. But again, generally speaking, for search, uh, those those challenges exist for uh, for moving for moving sites, and that's one that we've um, really been been working closely on with our clients. So you're saying there's a whole uh, user experience and user behavior thing. Like, uh, I guess the analogy my grandfather would use is it's two hours into the forest, it's two hours out. You're going to have, uh, you know, people's habits that need to be sort of unlearned if they're going to start working with a new TLD. And you're saying don't abandon what you have currently. Maybe use this to supplement what you're doing? You is know, that somewhere uh, in there? I think some of, some of the... One of the bases of it, I think uh, trademarks are going to be a, the biggest issue. You know, I, I'm not saying that uh, that a lot of large corporations aren't going to go get you know or, or or apply for their TLD. I think a lot are. I just I just think it's a matter of how they use it, whether they brand with it, whether they um, whether they transition their their web presence to it. So um, I think that that's that's the main thing, um, particularly in the trademark area, is where it's going to be the biggest biggest piece of it. And, and again, in talking about, you know, teaching your, your customers or reteaching your customers, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot at stake there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so uh, does iCrossing offer consulting on the new top-level domains? If well, we've, we've been advising certainly um, from the search standpoint directly, and, and we do advise on other areas as well, yes. So we're definitely uh, very, very on top of that. We're watching it very closely. The um, the, the ICANN meeting in Paris, where they they finally sort of you know broke open the steel gates and said you know we're going to proceed with this. Uh, you know, and I've mentioned this before on different shows. The, the the lawyer for Dell who was there, I think he made a very astute observation. And I you know I don't I don't want to say that I agree or disagree with it, but you know his point uh, with regard to the new top level domains was that it's going to force traffic to the search engines because. You know, for example, if he wanted to take his family to Belgium on holiday, does he go to, you know, .travel? Does he go to .be, Belgium CCTLD? Does he go to, you know, .family or .vacation? You know, and, and ultimately you end up, you know, kind of pulling your hair out, trying to figure out where the hell to go to get your, um, you know, the content or information about what you're doing, and then you, you just kind of throw your hands up in despair and you go to the search engine. I, I can like see that. You know, that's one of the great... Things that that engines will do if you're you know if you're unsure about a URL, there's um, definitely a lot of data that supports. Even the engines themselves say that I think it's around 20 plus percent of uh, 20 to 25 percent of searches are navigational. So I, I could I could I could see that happening as more confusion comes around a URL that um, there's going to be more you know more seeking to find the answer and find the engine's recommendation, especially if they trust the search engine's recommendation, which a lot of people have developed that trust. Definitely see that. Well, you know, it, I've always admired that you have a lot of uh, insight into the domain industry, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's good to speak with you new top-level domains, which is the exciting stuff that's on the horizon. And, you know, I've seen a lot of the things that you talked about back when we invited you to the, um, the domain table to speak. A lot of the things you said there were a bit prophetic, but they've actually, you know, each and every one of them have come true. And so I, I really trust your insights on, on what's on the horizon. Um, Switching gears again, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of folks listening who are new website developers uh, or, or are developing out domains from their portfolio or developing purchase domains. What 
what tips do you have to them from a search standpoint that can kind of uh, turn their game up a notch? Well, I think um, you know, the main thing is to to really develop a real site, and and what I mean by that is you know develop something. You know, ask yourself, is the site you're developing something that someone would want to write about or someone um, would seek out on its own? Um, I, I think you know that's if you look at it naturally, how do you engage a particular audience or interest and create original content around that interest um, that you're naturally going to you're going to do well in the search engines. Um, it's just a it's a, a it's something that reinforces itself in the search engines. So mainly focus on content strategy and engaging your target, and that will take you take you a long way. Um, and I, I guess I should also stress that you know a lot of developers are probably looking at duplicate content. Make sure it's original content and not um, repurposed content that's already somewhere else. Because once engines pick up a, a particular uh, a fingerprint, if you will, around a, a document, it's very hard to compete with that. And if you take something like a press release, you're competing, you know, with maybe as many as 10,000 other sites, and your, your site is just simply not going to perform very well against that type of uh, competition. Interesting. And so, um, you know, stepping back and thinking about how to target the audience, what, what, what are important and what is the, the primary focus you're seeing? It's content or? Yeah, content, you know, and, and be don't just, you know, don't look for auto-generated things. I think being real, having a, really having a person behind it, you know, Having a personality um, shows that this is a real site. You know, look at the interest, do keyword research, and find out what there's interest in, and um, essentially make your site. You know, have the content to, to gain that authority in the engines. Um, if you just publish, you know, a bunch of, uh, of duplicate articles that are already out there, pulled down, and and leave it as sort of a static site, well, you might attract, you know, some some traffic coming through engines, but uh, in the long run, you're not going to do things like attract links. You're, you're not going to um, you're not going to basically put yourself in a position for long-term um, sustainable um, presence in the search engines because they're looking for those real sites that are constantly being freshened up, freshened up with new links, with new content um, that are a bit more dynamic. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Now, uh, what what should someone look for in a professional search engine optimizer or search engine uh, marketing uh, help? What, what what are they looking for? What what's the things that you advise people to do? Well, I think um, I think it'd be a good idea to take a look at uh, find somebody who has a bit of experience. You know, you don't want them kind of learning on your site in terms of uh, making mistakes, search mistakes on your properties. Get somebody who's had some experience who knows the basics very well um, to start with. And I think that will help you out. Also, a little bit of vertical knowledge. If somebody knows your space in a particular keyword area or theme, then they are probably going to know the competition better. They're going to know the, the keyword space better. They're going to know what's realistic from a research or resource standpoint to get your pages to rank higher for those terms. So I think those two things would be would be very helpful to developers. So know the vertical, and you know, so they'll understand what keywords and what what good and bad neighborhoods are. And you know, make sure it's somebody who has some experience, so they're not kind of learning on your dime. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, there's a lot of information out there about about um, search engine optimization, and sometimes people, you know, they, myself included, you know, we've I've tested things out over the years and determined what works and what doesn't, and you just don't want to do anything that that might trip up, um, you know, a, a spam a spam filter or something in the engines that's going to uh, account for an immediate ban or maybe something that's a little bit more subtle. Like yeah, catching yeah, a cold, as Matt Cutts says. Yeah, 
that could damage you. You don't want you don't want to go backwards for uh, especially if you're spending a dime uh, with somebody. Well. Um, so subject matter experts who know the space, understand your competition, uh, you know, to know to talk to your audience and, and understand the value of the certain keywords over others and also knows how to stay away from stepping into the mines, I guess. That would, I think it'd be a good start. And if they can't get you, um, maybe they can work with somebody else from iCrossing. What, what sets iCrossing apart from the other vendors that are out there who, who buy, you know, these various services? Well, um, you know, again, we're, uh, we're a full-service agency, so we do everything from research to social media to, you know, web development and design. But uh, our, our origins are in natural search, and we really, we really believe in search um, on, uh, you know, and not just, again, direct response, but also on experiential level and that it's, um, it's, it's a direct connection to your target audience and what they're thinking and what they want. And we, we basically let that run through everything we do. Everything we do is search-informed. Again, whether it's paid media or uh, developing creative or any any other aspect, so uh, I think that that's really the key key differentiator. You know, we've and we've successfully uh, integrated search into these into these different disciplines, and we're pulling all the disciplines together. So um, we, we've really uh, worked a lot to have search as that main foundation of what we do. Excellent, and and you know much. Much, uh, uh, many props to you for all of your success, and you know, definitely uh, just have really enjoyed seeing your name all over these different uh, conferences and everything you're doing. It's it's good to see a friend really thrive and flourish, especially one who knows what they're talking about. And uh, you know, I also really admire that. Uh, I, I think uh, this might be proprietary, but I don't think Agency.com paid to have you come out. You came out on your own dime, and I I really uh, I wanted to say that it's. It says a lot about a person who um, takes and makes a commitment and really reinvests some strategic importance and value back into the industry that they uh, derive income from. And I, I think that says a lot about you as a person, and, and it's a really fantastic thing that you're continuing with this industry. And uh, I hope uh, – I still don't have my travel plans worked out uh, to be at Search Engine Strategies in San Jose, but I understand you'll be there. Uh, yeah, I will, and thank you very much for the kind words. That's that's very nice of you. Um, and it was quite a pleasure to get out there to speak at Domain Roundtable. I had such a great time out there, and um, what what a great crowd that attended, and uh, just met so many so many great people in the uh, in the online industry. So that was that's definitely one of my fondest speaking memories for sure, um, because it's a lot of it's so new. You know, you get this aspect where um, you know a lot of things are, are are kind of set in search, but domains are this sort of new fresh area and. Again, had a great time, and it was a, a pleasure to uh, to speak there. Well, and uh, the um, uh, Oversea.net does the Domain Fest show, which is coming up in uh, January in Hollywood. Uh, it would be great uh, if our, uh, our marketing department had the vision to maybe have you out to uh, to speak at that. I'll, I'll connect you with them after this. Uh, definitely would like to have you uh, speak more about uh, your perspective on domains and search engines. Well, thank you. Um, let's, let's talk to you more about that. And, and also, yes, you'll be up there at uh, um, SES. Oh, I did want to mention that I'm going to be uh, uh, speaking at one of the training courses for the Simpo Insider's Guide, and that's actually a, a day-long course uh, at the end of the show. And I'll be speaking with um, the uh, Simpo Institute um, dean, whose his name is Terry Plank, and also Jory Waterman from MSN. So it's going to be uh, looking forward to that as well. That sounds like a, an A-team. And so what day and time at the uh, Search Engine Strategies Conference in San Jose 
can they see your session? That is going to be the Friday session, and it's actually a separate event. Um, it's a separate event from SES, meaning if you pay for SES, you don't get directly into the Simpo Institute, uh, but it's on Friday the 22nd, I believe, and it goes all day long. It's eight hours. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Rob, it's been a real pleasure having you on, and it's great to speak with you again. I hope uh, I get the opportunity to see you at the, um, the Search Engine Strategies Conference, and um, good luck with your SEMPO. And I definitely want to see you uh, waving a paddle at the Search Engine Strategies uh, uh, auction, uh, along with uh, all of our other uh, really interested buyers. There's going to be a ton of great domains uh, there available at the auction, and maybe people can meet you uh, at the auction as well. I look forward to that. I will be there. It looks like I'm coming in the day before, so I will definitely be there for the uh, for the auction. Looking forward to it. Excellent. Well, thank you again for having us on. And we've had uh, uh, Rob Garner, who's the master of his domain, and uh, his uh, domain is not just in domain names, but also in search engine marketing, search engine strategy, and search engine optimization, uh, and his day job with iCrossing. Uh, you guys can uh, get a chance to meet him at Search Engine Strategies Conference coming up here in San Jose, and he'll be one of the trainers uh, at the uh, SEMPO uh, sort of off-site. Rob, thanks again for being on. Thank you, And uh, we look pleasure. forward to uh, seeing you. Okay, great. Thank you. Well, that's a wrap for this week's uh, Domain Masters, where you can be the master of your domain. I'm Jonathan Frakes, guest hosting, and I look forward to speaking to you again on a future show. Thanks for listening. Take care. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.